with me to 1 Corinthians, and uh, we're going to start here in the sixth chapter, 1 Corinthians. I have something unusual in my heart tonight. How many of you know, as a pastor, well, maybe you don't, but anyhow, I'll tell you, as a pastor, <laughs> as a pastor, you, you, the Lord will have you minister on all different kinds of things. Uh, you just can't preach on faith and healing every service. I'm not preaching. I'm not against that. We need a lot of that. But, but uh, we, we want to uh, follow the Lord in all that he leads us into. You know, Christians, uh, we talk about having victory and living in, 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 in uh, victory and so forth. Um, but how many of you know a victory over the flesh is a real victory? Yes. <laughs> amen. Yes, sir. amen. Victory over the flesh. Yes. Uh, the Bible talks about the lust of the flesh. You ever read the Bible? It talks about the lust of the flesh. Um, so many things sometimes people are, are attributing to the devil. The devil, the devil, the devil uh, is really just the lust of their flesh. Amen. So um, we want to look a little bit at what the Bible says about the flesh tonight and the body tonight. Now, we might not get a whole lot of hits on YouTube on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll help you. I'll let me tell you something. I'll guarantee you I'm standing here tonight uh -huh. in the will of God doing what I'm doing because of what I'm going to preach tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I would have been disqualified a long time ago. You talk, am I making any sense? <clears throat> because of the flesh, if, if I hadn't got this, this word in me along this line. We're going to go into a little, maybe a little different area about taking care of the body also. We'll see how the Lord leads us. But uh, we want to start out here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number 12. All things are lawful for me. Are you ready to, to, to hear? Are you, yes, you, you tuned in? You're not, you're not still thinking about your day? You can come to church? All right. All things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. The Knox translation says, not everything can be done without harm. <clears throat> so he's talking about the body because notice what he goes on in verse 13 to say, meat for the belly, or we'd say food for the stomach, and the stomach for food, but God shall destroy the stomach and food. In other words, basically, those are two natural things. Not natural things won't last forever. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what he's talking about. Um, now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. That is a huge revelation right there. Amen. Not, the body, he's talking about our bodies. We, have, we, we are spirit beings. We are Christians, and we, we, uh, all, all human beings are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. We as believers have been born again. That didn't happen in our body, though. Our body still has the nature it, ever, it always had. Yes. still has the nature of sin in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, whenever uh, the appetites of the flesh become inflamed... And we're not just talking about one area. Here he talks about fornication and, and uh, the sexual appetite. But there's many appetites in the flesh. When those appetites become inflamed, people sometimes they say, uh, well, you know, the devil, the devil, the devil. Well, it's their flesh. Amen. I don't know if you read the Bible carefully, but uh, the Bible talks about the lust of our flesh. Amen. Just say amen a whole lot. and. 
it'll encourage me because I, I, I tried to get other sermons tonight and it just didn't, it didn't come. I just, so if you'll say amen, and just take it, take it, take what the word says. We'll get somewhere tonight. We'll get where God wants us to get. So um, the, uh, the, 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 the flesh has its own appetites and the devil doesn't even have to be around for us to have those appetites. That's just in the fallen nature of the flesh. Bible talks about the, the spirit lusteth against the flesh and the flesh, flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. In other words, each one, our new creation nature is different than the nature of our flesh now. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so uh, one wants to do one thing and the other wants to do something else. Uh, we delight in the will of God. We delight in, the, the, in, in living clean and so forth in our inner nature because that's the nature that he received. The inner man received the nature of God who is holy. Remember the Bible said God is holy. So, um, but then our flesh wants to do something else and, and we've got to decide which one we're going to yield to. Christians can do the same old things any old sinner can do by yielding to the flesh. That's what confuses people sometimes. Yes. They're like, well, I thought they got saved. I thought they were spirit-filled. I thought, well, they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they just yielded to the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And we're not talking about something that applies to somebody else. We've all got. Come on, help me preach tonight. We've all got. Amen. You, I, we. Born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, go to church every service, people. Read our Bible every day. Pray in tongues. Keep ourselves edified. Shout in church. Run the aisles. Amen. Witness the people around us. And have flesh. <laughs> hallelujah. I mean, not hallelujah that we got flesh, but... <laughs> But um, he said here, let's go back to verse 13, the, the, the meat or food is for the stomach and the stomach is for food, but God will destroy both the stomach and food. Now the body is not for fornication. Why do we have this body? Is it just to do what it wants? You know, there's a lot of people that think that nowadays. If my flesh wants this, that's the mean, that means that's, that's, that's the way God made me. I'm telling you, we got to keep our minds washed with the word of the word because the culture around us just basically says, if my flesh wants it, then that must be the way I, God made me. No, this is a fallen nature. God doesn't, didn't make us with the fleshly nature that we have right now. He made us holy. He made us righteous. And the flesh fell to the place we were, that we are. Um, you know what I'm talking about? So uh, he said here, the body is not for fornication. The body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. Amen. The body is for the Lord. Yes. In other words, it's for his use. Yes. Amen. 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 I said it's for his use. Yes. Say it's for his use. So then he said, the, 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 here's a real revelation right here. And the Lord for the body. Whoa. The Lord is for your body. 
You can tell what something is by, telling what, by, by looking at the opposite. In other words, he's not against your body. He's its redeemer. I said, he's its redeemer. Y'all come to church tonight or are you still waking up? He is the body's redeemer. Amen. So the body is for his use. It's an instrument to be used of the Lord. Well, what gives the Lord the right to use it? I'll tell you what gives the Lord the right to use it. He owns it. He owns it. Well, what are you talking about? Well, we won't. We'll just skip there now just because you brought it up. Um, But look down here. Um, Look at verse number. uh, Let's go to verse number 19. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. You are you are not your you. You are not. You are not your, which you is he talking about here? Okay, keep on reading. You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, both of them. Your body is one of the things he's talking about when he says, you, me, we are not our own. This body is not my own. A lot of Christians think, well, it's my body. I can do what I want to with it. Uh, If you're a Christian, it's been purchased. Amen. He owns it. You're the tenant. You live in it, but you're the tenant. And a tenant is a steward. I've been a landlord before, and you've got all kinds of tenants. Some of them take care of the place. Some of them treat it like it's not theirs. Because, well, it's not mine. I don't care if it breaks. I don't care if this, I don't care if I spill all kinds of junk on the carpet. It's not mine. Uh, It's somebody else's. You know what I'm talking about? And you are accountable to who it, who owns it. Well, we went ahead and dove in tonight. Amen. So when it says the Lord, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. One thing that means is it's an instrument for his use. Remember the Bible says in Romans 12, one present you, I beseech you therefore, brethren, that means beg you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, present it for, for, for present it to God. What does that mean? Present it to him for his use. And, and what, what is usable to him? A holy body is usable to him. Present your body holy and acceptable. Romans 12, 1. Do we need need to go there and look at it? Holy, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So uh, what what is acceptable to God? Excuse me, this thing's playing funny games on me tonight. Uh, What is acceptable to him is holiness. What is usable to him is holiness. Huh? He said, present it. That means that he, he wants us to do the right thing with it so he can use it. We're almost getting started tonight. Amen. We could get out into where angels fear to tread, you know. Brother Hagin said, 
Brother Hagin said you start preaching on the flesh or money or something like that, you'll get a holy hush. Don't, don't, don't holy hush me tonight. Now notice here, he said, the Lord is, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. The Lord, the body is for the Lord, means it's for his use. But the second part, the Lord is for the body. That means he's not against it. Amen. Um, the Lord for the body means he's its redeemer. He's for its well-being. He will maintain it. He will keep you strong, healthy, and give you long life. Amen. Give it, the body, long life. And uh, so he's telling us, though, that in the context, he's telling us, though, that that works whenever we honor God with our bodies. Amen. And don't use it for the appetites of what, are, what the fleshly appetites are. Come on. Amen. 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 Somebody said, what did he preach on tonight? He preached on sexual sins. No, I didn't say anything about sexual sins. This is true about any of the appetites of the body. Amen. Amen. So um, he's telling us that if we'll honor our body, then he will be the one who will maintain it. But that's very difficult when we use it for sin. Amen or unholiness, or the lust of the flesh. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 4 said, God, we're to, we're to manage our body, Amplified says, manage our body in sanctification and honor. Our body is to, to be under our control. Remember Paul said, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I keep yeah. my body yes. under. Yes. I keep my, aren't you glad you came to church tonight? Yeah. Woo, pastor, yeah. preach, oh, no. preach, 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 preach. I keep, God's not going to keep your body under. You and I are going to keep our bodies under. Now, when we say the body, what are we talking about? We're talking about all its members. We're talking about the eyes. Amen. The ears. All its members. So, um, we're to be in control. We're to manage this. We're the steward. We're, we're the stewards. If you hear anything tonight, hear this. We're the stewards of what we do with our bodies. God owns it, but we're the steward of it. So if you uh, look at it that way, you'll, be, you'll realize that uh, how you deal with it, how you take care of it, what you do with it determines uh, whether we honor God, that whether we're being honorable to God or not. What you and I do with our bodies determines whether we're honorable to God. And honorable means God is able to honor us. Yes, that's good. How would he honor, if we honor God with our bodies, that's 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 4. You look it up, we're present our bodies sanctified and honorable. If we're to honor God with our bodies, that means he can honor us. Yes. Amen. How would he honor us? By the maintenance agreement, keeping the maintenance agreement on it. Amen. So, um, so praise the Lord. Are you still glad you came? Now, for notice here, he said he's basically saying in this verse, "I will not be brought." Verse twelve: I will not be brought under the power of anything. There are things that verse twelve talks about that are lawful, uh -huh. sure. you know, 
but it's not expedient. Expedient means to our advantage. So there are things that might not necessarily be sin. You know, we were just talking about sin, but there are things that might not necessarily be sin. Yet right on the other hand, they're not going to help us have a long life. That's what we mean whenever we talk about the body, the body living and being strong and so forth and so on. Amen. And second of all, he said, all things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. God wants you and I to be in control, not our bodies to be overpowering us. In other words, our bodies are not to be the ones telling us what to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So really, when Paul said, I keep my body under, he's talking about his spirit man, I, the real me on the inside. I control my flesh. I control the appetites of my flesh. It's not just the body, the physical body. It's the appetites that are in it. And so when he says, I keep my body under, he's talking about, I keep me, the real man lives on the inside. I control what, my, what those appetites want to do. I don't let them do, the, the, the body do what it has an appetite to do. I mean, and we're just making it real simple. I know it seems real simple, but, but uh, people get tripped up on this every day. And so he's talking about the belie- an area of the believer's dominion. We've talked about dominion over the devil, rightly so. But do you know there's other areas of dominion? You need to take dominion over your thoughts and dominion over the appetites of your flesh. Amen. Amen. God doesn't want anything to control his people. He doesn't want you bound by anything. He wants you to be free to do what what your spirit man desires to do and he desires you to do. Amen. And so to be under the power of the flesh is to be under the control of its dictates. God doesn't want you being controlled by anything. And so there are legitimate desires in your body that, like, like you have a desire to, f- anybody ever get hungry? Yeah, like three times a day. Uh, does that mean you're not supposed to ever eat because that's a desire of your body? No, the Bible tells you how to manage those things. Amen. There are legitimate desires. You have a desire to sleep sometimes. Right? Please get some rest. Right? That's a legitimate desire. And you need to know, and you and God, through the Word, through renewing your mind, and through the leading of the Holy Spirit, need to work out those things. But then the Bible also says there are such things as people, you know, there's a desire in people's bodies to eat. But the Bible also says there's such thing as gluttony. Remember the Bible said, uh, uh, he said, uh, Uh, all things are to be done in moderation, the Bible says. So these legitimate desires are in there. Your body needs food. But yet you've got to control that and manage that and not let your body just tell you what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. Or how much to sleep. The Bible has, has things to say about gluttony. It has things to say about uh, uh, laziness, right? But that doesn't mean that you don't need any sleep at all or you don't need any food at all. I mean, these are simple things, but, but I'm just trying to get you to say, get you to see God wants you to manage these things. 
and do it with his wisdom. And not let your body tell you how much to do this or how much to do that. Because it'll, it'll, if you let it, it'll do any old thing. I mean, it'll sleep all day and watch television the rest of the day. Actually, it'll sleep all day and watch television all night. And it'll just eat anything, anything that is full of fat and sugar and feeds the yeast in your gut. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor he's preaching pretty good. The body even has desire for sex. Well, why'd it get so quiet? <laughs> Everybody should have said, yes, amen. Praise the Lord. But see, that's to be controlled. And the, and the Bible tells you how to control that. It talks about inside of marriage. Right? <laughs> We're not going to teach on all that tonight. But these things are not supposed to be controlling you. Amen. So you're to live in a place spiritually where you're able to make your body do anything that you tell it to do or stop anything that you tell it to stop. That's the dominion you and I have the ability to walk in. And so it means nothing outside of your spirit is dictating what you eat, what you do, what you look at, what your decisions are, what you do with your time, what you think on, what your attention is on, what you say, nothing. Nothing outside of your spirit is to dictate any of those things. Your spirit, man, through, through, the, the, through the leadings of the spirit, through the word of God planted in your spirit, is to make all those decisions for you. Pastor, I'm so glad I came to church tonight. <laughs> Amen. All right. Now, let's look at it a little bit further here. Let's keep on reading. We looked at it in verse number 13. Look at verse 14. God hath both raised up the Lord and will also... This is 1 Corinthians 6. Did I, maybe I didn't. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by His own power. Talking about our bodies in the end. Now ye know, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What know ye not that he that is joined to the Lord is one body, for two saith he shall be one flesh. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. There's so much here, but I just have to focus on what the Lord put in my heart. Flee fornication. In other words, run away from it. Run away from these things that are sin. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body or outside of the body. But the, he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which you have in you, which you, are, uh, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Therefore, what, you, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So it's important to recognize what he's saying here, that the, our bodies are not our own. So um, the Bible says in Ephesians, I mean, in Galatians 5, 23, 22 and 23, it mentions the fruit of the Spirit. And it mentions, in, in, in actually verse 22 and 23, the lust of the flesh. It's not all inclusive. You look at other, you know, writings and there's more. But uh, one of the things that he calls, one of the fruit of the Spirit in verse 22 through 23 is self-control. Or the word is temperance. Temperance. Amen. And so temperance, if you look it up, means control of your 
being. Control. Well, I don't want to be controlling. When it comes to your body, you better be controlling. <laughs> Not with other people, but with your own body. You're, you're to control that. Now, some of you are looking at me like, I don't have any problems with my flesh. You know, you know what you don't have problems with? Something you're not putting your foot to. Huh? I have to deal with this daily. And I'm not just talking about, you know, sex outside of marriage or something like that. I'm talking about what I give my time to, what I give my attention to. I can be up in my study, studying and look outside and it's a beautiful sunny day. It's only 70 degrees. a beautiful day to get out in the woods and cut some, cut some trees or something, yeah. do something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So but I got, I got something I got to give my attention yes, to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a, if you're crucifying your flesh, your, this message is not something you're looking at me going, why is he talking about this? Amen. So um, notice here, he said, your body is for the Lord. Back to verse number 13. Your body is not for fornication, but it's for the Lord. Amen. And the Lord is for the body. And your body, verse number six, 19 and 20, is, belongs to God. Hallelujah. So it's his body. You're the steward. You're the tenant. You're the, or, or if it was like a company car, it's like the, it's the, comp, the cars, the, the company's car, but you're the driver. So who are you letting drive? Who, who are you letting, who are you letting, uh, you know, control you or go make, make decisions and choose in direction? Amen. Praise the Lord. Worry is letting the enemy drive. Strife, which is an appetite of the flesh. That's letting the enemy drive. Fornication is letting the enemy drive. And all those things, the Lord has given you a covenant agreement of health and healing. But all those things sort of work against that agreement. You know what I'm talking about? It's like having a company car, you have an agreement and you can use it for this and this, but, but how many of you know if you abuse that car and you take, you give it to your teenagers to go on joy rides and they run over stop signs and through ditches and all kinds of, and run it into a fire hydrant, well, who was driving it? Yeah. Right. You know, you're the one, we gave you stewardship of that, who was driving. That could cancel the maintenance agreement. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So um, your body, Paul said, I keep under my body, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I preach to others, I myself would be, he said in King James, a castaway. Other translations say disqualified. One translation says set aside as unusable. Set aside as unusable. You know, um, how he, and, he's, and the context there is because he didn't keep his body under control. That would be what would be setting us, that would set him aside as unusable. And so your body can sideline you. 
your body can put you on the bench when it should be on the playing field. You know what I'm talking about? Your body, not, not handling it right, can keep you from fulfilling what God called you to do. That's what Paul said. I keep it under, lest I be set aside as unusable. The call wasn't set aside, but he was. Because he did the wrong things with his body. Pastor Jay, this is legalism. No, this is New Testament in your Bible. Amen. I had a young man in this congregation come to me recently. He was, he was saying some things the Lord had dealt with him about and said, you're only going to live to a certain age if you don't make some adjustments in what, how you're treating your body. And boy, he got on it. How many of you know that'll wake you up? That'll wake you up. Do you know you ought to know more about your body than the doctors? Amen. I told people in the... In the uh, minister's mantle class recently, the Lord told me two things I had to do, make some adjustments. And I got on it. One, one, I had disobeyed him in for two years. That had to do with natural things. The other one was a spiritual issue. Um, But um, both of them are important. How many of you know just eating a whole bunch of healthy food but staying in disobedience, staying in strife, staying in worry, that's still going to wear down your body. So I'm not just trying to preach natural things, but natural things are important as well. The Bible says so. You remember the Bible said in what is it, 1 Timothy 1, 8 or somewhere in there, I could be wrong about the chapter, where Paul said bodily exercise profits a little. King James says little. It it literally means uh, temporarily in this life is what he's talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Why did it get quiet on that? (laughs) In other words, don't, don't read that as negative because the next thing is but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and the life to come. So your phys- taking care of your physical body will affect you in this life. Godliness will affect you in this life also, but also the life to come. So he's not, that's not a negative. He's not saying poo-poo on exercise or poo-poo on taking care of your physical body. You'd be amazed. I, I, I'm amazed. I, when the Lord started dealing with me about this tonight, about preaching this tonight, I was like, Lord, I don't know why, I, I, you know, what you, and, and, and he started reminding me just over the last three months, person after person after person come to me and, 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 and say, man, God's really dealing with me. I'm not just talking about here at this church. I'm talking about ministry friends. God's really dealing with me about taking care better taking care of my body. Amen. You know, sometimes Christians might not have spiritual well, I, you know, you almost want to not even say it that way, but I'll qualify this. They might not have any spiritual issues that caused them to die prematurely, but they just didn't take care of their body. You know what I'm talking about? Now, that can be a spiritual issue. Yeah, basically, uh, for Christians, it's not about a diet. It's about living out of your spirit. Don't get quiet on me tonight. We're getting directed a little bit different here. Amen. And after church, don't look around to see who's wearing the largest size pants uh. to, to, to say, well, that's who needed to hear that tonight. You know, you know, there's people who are real thin, but they still abuse food. 
Absolutely. Praise the Lord. So we'll just nail that one right now before we get any further. Praise God. So, um, you know, Miss Piggy said, never eat more than you can lift. Some people's idea of a balanced diet is, you know, a double, double uh, whopper in both hands. You know what I'm talking about? That's balanced. Okay, went right over your head. But. Praise the Lord. You've got to live out of your spirit. Pastor, would you go into some more detail about natural things? No. Come on. Come on now. No. It's your job to do that. Our job is to preach the word. Go into all the world and tell people about what to eat and what not to eat? No. Well, we need to eat the Jewish diet. Well, you notice all the Jews, when Jesus came on the scene, they're all eating a Jewish diet. And he said there was many among them sick. So it's not about a Jewish diet. Hello. You got to be led of the spirit. Amen. Amen. You got to work out between you and God. Hey, get a different exit strategy. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, if we don't take care of ourselves, I remember a minister one time, he said, and he's a well-known minister, some of you might have heard him say it. He said, he asked the Lord one time, he said, Lord, how long am I going to live? And the Lord said, that's not up to me, that's up to you. He said, if you, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to live past the age, I think he said 66, if I remember right. But he said, if you take care of yourself, you'll live longer. All right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. scriptural. Yeah. How long we live, how well we live, is not just up to God. It's up to us. This is very applicable. This is not some side issue that nobody should think about. Um, we should be listening to the Spirit of God and get a different exit strategy. Not dying young strategy. But uh, exit healthy and whenever God's done and we're done, we've finished our course, not being taken out beforehand. <clears throat> I asked the Lord recently about somebody, you know, that went too early and, I, and he said it was nothing other than diet. I'm like, right. well, we got to change that. Yes, come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. I thought it was something else. And maybe there was something. To want. How many of you know it's not all my business? But that's what he spoke to me. That's partly why I'm sharing on this tonight. Amen. You realize you only get one body. And if you abuse it and leave early, you don't get another one. Amen. Now, Romans 8, 13, we through the Spirit mortify the deeds of the body. Through the Spirit. We don't do it through diet. Remember, I remember a long time I was reading that verse over there in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, 4 and 5. He said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 
but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I heard the Spirit of God speak on the inside of me so clear. He said, that works when it comes to, 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 comes to what you eat, too. All right, all right. Come on. He said, natural people think of it in terms of diet. Spiritual people think of it in terms of being led by the Spirit. Amen. Now, you 20-year-olds, you think you're just going to, your body will just work like it does right now forever, even the way you're eating. Boy, it gets them quiet in here tonight. You get up in your 50s and your 60s, and how you've treated your body in your younger years is going to start showing up. Brother Hagin, at the end of his life, one man, one man that drove him around and worked with him a lot said, Brother Hagin, he's right at the end of his life, is there anything you would have done different if you had to do over? He said, yep. First, he didn't even stutter. He said, yep, I'd have taken better care of my body in a younger age. That tells me he had things that, he, that tried to come up that would not have if he had taken better care of his body. Do you know that I was told... I guess, you know, by, by a reliable source, very reliable, that Brother Hagin said he liked and enjoyed preventative medicine reading. He would enjoy some of that. He said he thinks some of the greatest strides in medicine is in preventative medicine. In other words, things to do to prevent certain diseases. I mean, he's a man that is a spiritual man. Why, yeah. why is he enjoying that? Because he really believes there's something to it, yes, probably. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor, my wife and I believe there's something yeah. to that. Yeah. Amen. That yeah. doesn't mean that's where our faith is for our long life. No, our sir. faith is in God. Yeah. We're going to stay in the plan. Without, yeah. without staying in the plan, yeah. you know, you can eat all the broccoli you want or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And you, Come on. you won't live long. Or you'd live in offense or be in, in unforgiveness or yeah. strife all the time or to talking critically about other people. Yeah, Th those things will cut your life short. Those are spiritual issues. Spiritual issues will cut your life short just as quick as natural things will. But see, there's four reasons why Christians die prematurely. You want to hear them tonight? You want to hear all four of them? Um, so so uh, number one, the fall of Adam. We're living in a fallen world. How many of you know our bodies are not in the condition that they once were? Adam's body was a glorified body. Adam was supposed to be alive today. He would have been alive today if it wasn't for sin. It'd be great, 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 great. We'd have to put X to the X power, you know. We can't say that many greats. Grandpa Adam. So number one reason Christians have trouble with their body is because of the fall of Adam. We're, we live in a fallen world. This body is now mortal. It's, not, no, it's no longer immortal. Mortal means subject to death. Uh, the Bible says we're getting older. That's what Paul meant whenever he said, the outward man perisheth. The inward man is renewed day by day. Now, that doesn't mean your outward man has to, be, has to all fall apart. But it is getting older. You understand? And so... <laughs> Uh, you ought to pay attention to that and realize that there's some things that are going to try to fall apart. We're, we are redeemed from sickness and disease and we can use our faith. But don't, don't, it's a little like, you know, praying God heal your body, but then you keep abusing it. It's a little like hitting your finger, hitting your finger with a hammer and praying God to heal it, but then you keep hitting it with a hammer. 
Oh, God, heal my, bam, heal it. Heal it up, Lord, bam, hit it again. Well, people do the same thing with their fork and their spoon. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm, just, I'm just doing what the Lord spoke to me tonight. Praise the Lord. And so, um, glory to God. So, number one, the fall of Adam. Number two, they don't know their rights or how to appropriate them. Talking about why Christians have trouble with their bodies. Do you know Christians shouldn't have the same trouble with their bodies as the world has with their bodies? Let me say it again because it was too quiet. Maybe you were just writing something down. <laughs> Christians should not be having all the trouble with their body that the world has with their body. Our bodies are redeemed. But um, he, number two, people don't know their rights, talking about their healing covenant, or how to appropriate those rights. That's a reason Christians have trouble with their body. Number three, disobedience, which includes sin. Amen. Yielding to their fleshly appetites. Amen. That opens the door to the devil. A lot of Christians aren't aware of that. They, they, they scream the devil, the devil. Well, the devil doesn't have any access to you or I except through the flesh and through the mind. That's the only way he has access to us. That's the truth. Well, that's all free. But number four reasons Christians have trouble with their bodies because they break natural laws. What do I mean break natural laws? Well, um, everything uh, has, has different things, that things, ways things are created to des uh, design to operate. Yes. Amen. 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 Like take for example, um, your body needs oxygen. Yeah, yes, Smoke is a carcinogen. It means it has no oxygen in it. Right. So you're taking that in. Amen. And it damages the body because yes. it, it destroys cells. It yes. just, you know, damages yeah. the body. Yeah. Everything was created. Like, like your car, it was designed to run on certain fuel. Yes. And you can get bad fuel, put the wrong fuel in it, yes. and it won't run right. right. Everything has to have certain, everything is designed to, uh, to run certain ways. Isn't that right? And so the same thing is true in every area. There are natural laws. You can't break the natural laws. Like take, for example, you break the law, you break the law of gravity. You get up on your house roof and jump and break your leg. Don't, don't say the devil broke my leg. You broke natural laws. It wasn't the devil. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, he's, he's preaching pretty good right now. You touch a high voltage wire and you're going to get electrocuted. You re eat rat poison, you're going to die. Well, why do we get so scared? In other words, you got to, you got to know what you're putting in your body. I mean, I don't like to get, talk about this a whole lot because people get overbalanced on this. But you have to take care of your body. Your body was created and designed to take in certain things. And, uh, you know, that, that doesn't include all these chemicals they're putting in the food either. Amen. 
Now, you, you, can, uh, you can take this and say, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to believe God and be a dumb dumb. How many of you know we, uh, faith was never designed to undo the effects of being a dumb dumb? You ought to get a little knowledge about some things. Praise the Lord. This is just one side of it. We're not getting out of balance. There is a, we, we talk about the other side all the time. But when the Lord said this recently to me about, you know, about this person that just, it wasn't anything spiritual. It was just, they just didn't take care of their body physically. He dealt with me to talk about it tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. So everybody still glad you came tonight? So um, you, you have to uh, not be just so spiritual that you're not, you don't think about anything natural. You could apply this to rest as well. I, have a, I had a spiritual, still, still, I'll see him in heaven, of course, but a friend of mine, minister friend of mine, just full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, full, just, just a good brother, um, but died in his 40s, I believe, late 40s maybe. Uh, maybe he was close to 50, but uh, went, went early uh, for one reason. He wouldn't rest. He just... He just wore himself out. And uh, the Lord talked to me for days after that about resting properly. Amen. From time to time, I've given it to people in the congregation. I said, you just need to read these notes because what everything the Lord said to me. Here, I'm just as your pastor saying, here, listen to this. And I just gave them the notes. Amen. 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 Of course, there's another side to that. Some people, they just think they need to rest all the time. Right. They, they want to live on vacation or something, you know. <laughs> hey, man, there's everything in moderation, right? But, um, but the Lord dealt with me. Uh, that's why he died. And uh, relatives, then they confirmed it. But the point is that we have to decide between us and God how to take care of our bodies. So page three. Uh, amen. amen. I, I've, I've watched some of you in the congregation. I know my wife and I are this way, but I've watched some of you. As you've gotten a little older, I've watched you make some changes in your life because you realize, okay, I can't keep on this track. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we're glad about that. We rejoice with you for, for listening to the Lord in that. Um, so hallelujah. All right. So let's keep on moving here. We've got to recognize um, that there's not only spiritual laws, there are natural laws. Some things that people are eating, they'd be better off eating the box. At least they'd get some fiber. <laughs> it's just nothing but junk. Listen, I, I, you know, this sounds so natural and I know people get out of balance with it. I'm not trying to get out of balance. I'm trying to just bring this along and, not, and, and just say, let's not forget about this. And so there are natural laws just like there are spiritual laws. Hallelujah. What you put into your spirit determines your spiritual health. You can't feed your spirit on religion or just offense, offense or, you know, um, so forth and so on. 
So what you put in your spirit affects your spiritual health. What you put in your mind affects your mental and emotional health. And what you put in your body affects your physical health. Amen. Just keep saying it real loud. Amen, Pastor Jay. Hallelujah. So uh, Matthew 6 says, you're familiar with this. Matthew 6 says, um, he's talking about the uh, birds and he's talking about, you know, take no thought saying, what shall we eat and so forth? What shall we drink? And, And then he said, what we shall put on. He said, is not the body, King James says this, is not the body more, this is Jesus talking, by the way, is not the body more than raiment? Remember that? Yes, sir. Not, now, what he's saying is, isn't it more valuable? Right. That's the context. Isn't it more valuable than clothes? Right. Right. In other words, he's going to, because the body is worth more than clothes, yeah. he's going to give you clothes to take care of something more valuable. Right. That's what he's trying to say. So, um, Jesus, if you, if you think about it right there, he's telling you, how valuable your body is. Well, pastor, how valuable is it? If you lose it, you got to leave the planet. Your body is one of your greatest assets in this life. Your greatest asset. Somebody said my salvation. Well, obviously. But I'm talking about in this life. You can't stay here without your body. That's right. Your body is your earth suit. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. You have to leave without it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's saying, is not the body more valuable than these things like food and clothes and so forth? Well, if the the body is that valuable, then shouldn't you spend more money on it than clothes? And food. Huh? That treadmill is not to hang up your clothes on. It became a $3,000 clothes hanger. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Hallelujah. There's balance on both sides. You can... People get all into exercise and, and to, you know, here, to a lot of people that get into exercise, it becomes about how they look in their clothes. That's not what we're talking about tonight. That can be nothing more than pride. And you can see people, they got muscles bulging out and they got short sleeve t-shirts and they, they're just full of pride. You, can, you know, just, you don't talk about, it's not about that. It's about you finishing your course. It's about being able to play on the field and not be on the sidelines whenever he needs you to do something. Tell your neighbor, he's preaching better than you're amen. So um, you should spend money on your body. It's more valuable than clothes. Amen. I've had people tell me, you know, you know I, I got to buy food, cheap food because... You know, I don't have the money. Well, Your body's worth more than that. Healthier stuff is more expensive. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can put it this way. You can either spend it on that or you can spend it on the doctor bill. Just 
the hospital bill. I know this is coming out a whole lot different tonight, but I just had the Lord just kind of alert me to, to this. Hallelujah. It's not about really weight per se. It's about your health. That's what it's really about. Hallelujah. So you only get one body. You abuse this one. You'll have to leave the planet. And uh, so you need to get a different exit strategy. Praise God. Your body is your house. You need to decide how you're going to take care of it. And so if you can handle it, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> no matter what you're called to, without your body, you cannot function fully or properly in it. You can't fulfill it. How many of you know you can't do what God's telling you to do, laid up in the hospital bed or laid up, laid up with bad, bad, bad back, bad joints, bad... Amen. Yes, Remember what the Lord said to me? I mentioned it to you, I think, on Sunday, whenever. Somewhere I mentioned it recently. Whenever I climbed up that tree and, and, and fell out. Remember that? And the Lord said, the further you go, if you do unwise things, the devil's looking for a chance. That affects it. That, that applies to everything I'm talking about tonight. Brother Hagin said the Lord sent him to a, one of the leading ministers in the healing revival and he was a young man. I think he was in his 30s, if I heard it correctly. Maybe, maybe even late 20s, but I know he's at least in his 30s. And he's, he's, he's just blowing and going. I mean, his ministry is just exploding. Tremendous healing ministry. And the Lord said, uh, I want you to go to him and tell him to judge himself in three areas. One of them was in uh, his love walk. Uh, and, and I don't remember what the third, second one was, but I remember the third one was is his diet. Money. Thank you. Money. Love walk. Money. And then yeah. diet. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Because if he doesn't judge himself in those three areas, he's going to die prematurely. Healing ministry. Healing ministry. Die prematurely. See, that anointing flowing through him was not for him. That anointing flowing through him was for them. But he's not going to live long because of the healing anointing on his life to flow through him to other people. He's going to live long because he crucifies his flesh. He's going to have to work that out between him and God himself. And he didn't listen, and he died prematurely. Praise the Lord. Everybody still glad they came to church tonight? So um, no matter what you're called to, that, that minister proved this, uh, without your body functioning right, you can't fulfill it. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm so glad I came to church tonight. What, what diet should I be on, Pastor. The diet called whatever the Spirit says to you to do, do it. And listen, get some knowledge. My wife and I have talked about this. We're not called to go tell you all the knowledge we've gathered, but get some knowledge, get some understanding. Amen. So whatever the Spirit says to you to do, or just what you've learned naturally. Have you learned anything about fat? Have you learned anything about sugar? Have you learned anything about nutrition? Do you know anything about different stuff like that? My, my wife's probably dropping her jaw that I'm even talking about it because I told her don't talk about this in the pulpit. I mean, but, but I'm not giving you all that. I'm saying you go get that. You go get that. And find reliable sources. 
Because not everybody out there is a reliable source. Amen. So um, if God's told you to do something, you do that. Don't try to push that on everybody else. Amen. So um, one of the things the Lord dealt with me about, I told some people, uh, you know, I was starting to notice some, some real, I don't know, just being out of breath and actually, I, you know, I walk on my land. That's where I get my exercise. I walk on our land, plus I do a lot of physical labor on, our, on my land. I just love that. Just, I'd rather do that than lift weights. Now, I might have to start lifting weights, too, but you know what I'm talking about? But um, so I just do that. And, but I noticed I'd take a walk around the land. I'd get to that last hill, and, man, I'd have to stop halfway up, and, and I'd start hurting, you know? I was like, Lord, what's that? See, I told you, you should know more about your body yes, than sir. even the doctors yes, tell you. Yes, I said, Lord, Dad, he said, Lord, what's that? He said, your arteries are getting clogged up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I said, well, Lord, uh, <laughs> we've got to change something here. What's the deal? And he said, two issues. And I told the, men, the, the class, the mentors of mantle. But one of them was something in the natural. He said, I told you what to do two years ago, and you didn't do it. All right, all right. Yeah. Come on, sir. I said, Lord, I repent. So I got on it. Yeah. I started doing it. Within six weeks, they said it could take six, six months. Within six weeks, I noticed. It just, just seemed like it, it started changing. Yeah. It didn't change hardly at all for a while, but there, about six weeks, it started changing real quick. And I'm noticing a big change real quick. Yeah. Obedience, just obedience. What did he say? Well, tell me what it is, Pastor. No, you go find out from God. Yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us need to go home and pray. Amen. So um, Philippians 2.30. Go over there. We'll wrap this this up tonight. Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 30. Well, there's actually verses before that. Um. Paul is talking about a man. About a man named Epaphroditus. Verse number 25. This is Philippians 2, verse number 25. Let's just read it here. I suppose it necessary to send unto you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. This is a man helping Paul ministering to him, traveling with him. For he longed after you all and was in full of heaviness because that you had heard that he had been sick. Now here's a man traveling with Paul who got sick. Yes. Well, come over here, Epaphroditus, just lay my hands on you. Notice, no, no, keep on reading. He had been sick, for indeed he was sick even nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him. Notice that, underline that, mercy. Underline mercy. God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Now, let's keep reading. We'll find out a little bit about what this was all about. I sent him, therefore, the more carefully that, they, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, and, and, and hold such in reputation, because, look at this. For the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life. 
to supply your lack of service towards me. Now, we read that and we think, good job, Epaphroditus. You were working for God and you almost died for working for God. Well, we should be working for God. We should be diligent and focused and giving ourselves to it. But, but uh, not to the place we die young. I'm telling you. The old days, the uh, Pentecostal preachers used to say, I'd rather burn out than rust out. Because they, they work so hard. They die young. Many, many ministers have died young because of just overworking. I could sit here and give you, I could sit here and tell you story after story after story. Uh, I'd rather, they said, I'd rather, that was the way they would say it. I'd rather, uh, you know, burn out than rust out. Well, the truth is you don't have to do either one. You're to control yourself and get enough rest, but stay busy and diligent on the plan of God at the same time. God is not against your body. Remember we read that? He's for your body. He's not going to kill it by having you overwork. That's wrong thinking. Notice God didn't, Paul here didn't say, really God was trying to put it in here. He didn't say God healed him. He said he had mercy on him. You know what mercy is for? It's when you do something wrong. Now listen to this one translation. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick here. Um, one translation says, he drew nigh unto death, having recklessly exposed his body. How many of you know your faith wasn't meant to take the place of a lack of wisdom? Your faith wasn't meant to just override natural law. See, your body is not in a uh, mortal, it's not in a uh, immortal state. It's in a mortal state. And so it needs rest. Right? And here's a man who is just overworking and not getting enough rest. And he's sickly because of it. He's dying. Actually got so sick he's getting ready to die. But God, he said he had, God had mercy on him. Yes, yes, yes. Why? Because he overworked. Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. I had the Lord deal with me about this. Just, uh, um, you know, my wife kept saying, you know, we're going to take a vacation. And I said, yeah. She'd say it later. We're going to take a vacation. Yeah. This year. I'm talking about this year. We're going to take a vacation. Yeah. But she was trying to get me, she was telling me she wanted to. She's trying to get me to pay attention to it because we haven't taken one for three years, I think now. COVID and just, yeah. we just enjoyed our house so much. We're living in our house. We like yeah. that so much. Yeah. But, uh, but see, you got to, but, but staying here, yeah. there's still so much pulling on yes, you. Right. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yep. So much trying to draw your attention back into the, yeah. to the work. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so finally, one day the Lord dealt with me. He said, you need to listen to her. You need a vacation. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. No, no, you need a vacation. Yeah. So we scheduled us a vacation. Amen. Leaving on Sunday. Woohoo! <laughs> what are we going to do? Rest. Rest. Feed our spirits. Rest. And you know, sometimes rest is get out of the routine you're in. Do something you enjoy. My wife doesn't enjoy it. Mom doesn't enjoy it. But, you know, like when, when I went with some of my minister friends, we got out and we got on four-wheelers. Uh, we'll do something else that they enjoy, but when we get out on four wheelers, get out there and just grin and eat dust. Ah! 
The more dust you can make, the better it is. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We will. We will go. We, we, we really enjoy where we're going out in the west and the mountains, you know, and up on a hill. Up, we can go up. There's a place we're going to, oh, I can't wait to see it. There's a place we go up there and we can just, we can see a 360 view. It's about, what, probably 12,000 feet high. Well, there's trees up there, so it's not quite that high. But, but uh, you can just go up there on top and you can see a 360 view of nothing but mountains as far as you can see. One hill and then another hill and then another hill and then just go up there and eat lunch and feed the chipmunks. You know what I'm talking about? Rest. Anyway, did you get anything out of this tonight? Hallelujah. Spend money doing it. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't have the money. Well, you'll have the money for the hospital. Prester, you're, you're being rough. Rough tonight. No, just just follow the Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't do it for just, you know, people, people talk about recreation. Recreation is, is for resting. Some people go on vacation and they come back more worn out than they were when they left. <laughs> Amen. Well, did you get anything out of this tonight? Your life, your future is not thrust upon you without your consent. You choose it every day by what you do out of your spirit. Amen. Even dying is your choice. Living long or dying prematurely is your choice. Well, it went a little different than I planned on tonight. And it's not just all about weight. We understand that... Um, you know, um, there's things that, that that's not good for our bodies. We understand that. I mean, you don't see any 300-pound 70 or 50, 70 or 80-year-olds, do you? No, it, 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 the body can't handle that, right? So, so it's not, but it's not all about that. But right on the other hand, let's examine ourselves, not examine each other, not judge each other. Brother Hagin said, you get your nose in my business, one of these days you're going to pull it back and it's just going to be a little nub there. You know, between, when it comes to your life, your body, yeah. your, your, you know, health and so forth, your weight or whatever, people look at all those things, uh, that's between you and your spouse. Excuse me, between you and God and your spouse. That's what I meant to say. It's between you and God and your spouse. Why my spouse? Because you're in covenant, you're one. I looked at my wife. When this dawned on me a number of years ago, I looked at my wife. I, talk, I went and talked to her. I said, honey, I said, um, I said, it would not be right for me to knowingly abuse my body. And then because of that, at the end of my life, you can't do what you're supposed to be doing because you're at home taking care of me. I said, that's not walking in love towards that's you. Right. That's good. That's good. Now, that doesn't mean that love won't do that. Right. That just simply means I shouldn't force my spouse to do that because I didn't listen to God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you understand what I'm talking about? That doesn't mean love wouldn't do that. I'm saying that I shouldn't force that on my spouse because I abuse my body. Praise the Lord. Maybe we're looking at things a little different yes, tonight. Sir. Yes, sir. And that's a good thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know God dealt with you about some things. And man, you got on it, man. Yes, sir. Good job. Amen. It's not my business. 
That's between him and God. He, yeah. he worked that out between him and God and, and his spouse. Yeah. Because uh, that, can you see why it's important? Because can you see why it's uh, an issue with our spouse? Because we're in covenant. I said we're in covenant. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. It's a little different. It's all good, right? Praise the Lord. Stand with me to your feet. There's more we could say. But let me just say this. When you eat something, look at the label. See what's in there. If there's seven things on the list that you can't even pronounce the name, that's probably because man made it. Amen. And it's probably not food. Man put that in there to preserve it or do something. Artificial something. Praise the Lord. Somebody said one time to me, so it just helped me a whole lot. They said if it wasn't a food 100 years ago, it's probably not a food today. You know what I mean? Before everything became processed and all of that. Hallelujah. Well, we're not trying to get into works. We're not trying to get into telling you what to do. We're just simply just saying, you, there you go, wisdom. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just some good practical Amen. wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I went to the doctor uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, what happened was a, a growth popped up on my back, and it got big and about that big around as protruding out about that far and I'm standing in faith but I said hey I'm going to the doctor just to see what's going on I'm standing in faith and uh, they, they were scheduled out so far that by the time I got there I don't know it was three weeks or so the time I got there it had already gone I already believe God already got rid of it and she said well what'd you come in here for I said well I came in here for something I ain't even there no more <laughs> you know but uh, praise the Lord how many of you that's the way it ought to be you ought to get your answer before you get into the doctor but uh, and that's never returned but um, but um, so I said, well, while, while I'm in here, check me out. See how I'm, I haven't been in for, you know, I, doctor's visits to me are like every, <laughs> I, I probably don't go enough. I probably should get more examinations. But anyway, but uh, I said, check me out. She's checking me out. She said, well, what medications are you on? I said, none. What, what, none, none, none. She said, man, I, I don't get to hear that very often. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. It's because of living the plan of God. Yes, sir. Staying right, yes, staying right, right, yes, using sir. my faith, yes. but also using wisdom. Amen. Amen. Now, do I know everything? No. In fact, some things that maybe, how many of you know some things you learn, you know, five years from now, they'll say, whoops, that ain't right. Amen. Thank God for mercy. But you ought to use practical wisdom. I think the, I think the closer to, the, to what it used to be like is probably closer to what it ought to be like today. But, um, you know, be like, uh, I think it's, uh, I forget who it was. What's that famous? Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, he said, uh, Huckleberry Finn, what's his name? Mark Twain. Mark Twain said, be careful about reading diet books. He said, you might die from a misprint. <laughs> That's his way of saying something that isn't correct. Yeah. You got to be led of the Spirit. Aren't you glad we got the Holy Ghost? You, you can know in your spirit whether that's something you should be doing or not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've definitely had the Lord deal with me about certain things. 
Def- very definitely. Yes. Other things that just seemed like it was wisdom to me, yeah. but yeah. just certain things I, that they're definitely dealt yeah. with me about. Yes. Boy, I stay, I stay faithful with those. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't know about you. I'm glad I came tonight. Amen. We ought to be different than the world, yeah. don't you think? Yes. We ought to be wiser than the world. We ought, to be, we ought to be cutting edge. Our bodies ought to be the strongest. We, we're the ones that got a covenant. We're the ones that got the Holy Ghost to guide us. We've got the teacher living on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. What do you say? Let's go for it. Something better than divine healing. It's called divine health. Divine health. So are, are, there, are the spiritual issues the most important issues? Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. But these natural things, we've got to think about them too. Praise the Lord.